Back in action. No snot. No um, snot. This is the sick episode. I'm gonna sound sick. Dolly's gonna sound normal, but she was sniffling a second ago. Yeah. My voice, was like, my voice was down here the other day and I couldn't get it much higher than this Yeah, <laughs> because of the, that was Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday was the sniffles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then, so uh, at, at work, both at both um, times I was on duty, there was, I had a, just like either a sneeze slash it was a coughing fit during oh. both of the events. And the first one I had to step into a closet. The second one, like our good friend David Salonen had stepped into the room and uh, and I was like, of course, it'll be when David gets here that I can't my my throat's like, nope. And there's like <clears throat> I, I had grabbed my water and like slammed half a bottle of of the water and it still the tickle was there. Couldn't couldn't get rid of it. I was like, oh, Are gosh. you all right? Are you dying? They're like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> um, the other night yeah. I had tacos and the like the salsa that I had, like a chili flake got lodged in the back of my throat oh. and I could not clear it. It was insane. That's never happened to me before. And you're just like, yeah, and it just cough city, right? Yeah, because it was like the back of my tongue trapped it against the back of my throat and it couldn't. I, I was and doing you, like gargles you... and rinses and nothing. I couldn't get it out. Wow. Water couldn't do it. I tried to this morning. I was like, so I woke up this morning. Um, this is episode 108 of shooting debris, by the way. Um, and I'm here with my good friend, Dolly. And we don't have sorry. a guest this week. We don't need yeah, guests, sorry about that. but guests are great. Nikki's been great being on the last few weeks. So yeah, um, love having guests too, but it, we can, we mm-hmm. can roll with it too. Um, this morning I woke up and I felt like there was, this is uh, maybe too much TMI. That's what too much information is already. So it's too much, too much information. Too much. <laughs> like it's I felt much, like there was much. a ball of like dried out snot in the back of my throat. Like okay. it hurt to swallow and I, uh-huh. I couldn't get rid of it. And I was like, I'm going to, I was like, what is this? I was like drinking water and it was still there. I was like, is there like a tumor growing in my throat right now? Jeez. It felt yeah. really bad. I think I just like mouth breathed all night. You know, people say they're a mouth breather. Mm -hmm. like i'm such a mouth breather they mean something else but so i what do they mean uh, mouth breather is like a low level person (laughs) if you're a mouth breather it's a it's a term it's probably an urban dictionary term like um like a societal class kind of like uh it's i think i don't know if they said it in harry potter it's not a magic thing it's just a real thing but they're Mm -hmm. like but also a mouth breather is someone who breathes through their mouth when they sleep and then it dries yeah. out your gums, which I think I do, which is why mm. I have all those tooth issues over time. Um, so I gargled, Anywho. I grabbed, pro- I grabbed 3% peroxide, put about an inch of it into a cup and yeah. I went to put it in and instantly my body was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and I was like, gross. And I spit it out and a little bit of phlegm came out with it, but I oh, couldn't good. like gargle. I was going to, I was going to gargle. Yeah. And I was like, instantly, I was like, <laughs> it was like terrible. You should do uh, warm water and salt next time. <clears throat> I will do that um, tonight. 
probably because I'm trying to get this sounding good by tomorrow. So the uh, the thing I have coming up and when this comes out, I will be almost done with the trip is going to Australia to visit my brother and his wife and go to mm-hmm. uh, Cairns, not Canes, it's Cairns, uh, up on the northern, northeastern tip of Australia on the tropical oh, cool. area where there's like like the Great Barrier Reef and all that stuff. So going there, um, I will be there when it happens, but I've been rushing around getting my passport this week, and it's been just chaos to go down to the <laughs> Seattle office and get get a uh, rushed passport. I didn't think it would be that hard. Wow. But Friday, I was there like three hours. Um, you go through the DMV line kind of thing, but you have an appointment, but you walk in, and it doesn't matter still if you have an wait. appointment. You're still going to wait through the long line. Then you hand them one thing, they hand you a little number, and then you wait to get called again to make your payment and choose what option you want. And then they're like, you're not going to get it today, but you're local. This is good. Come back Monday, and it'll be real quick on Monday. Just mm-hmm. you're having a noon appointment. <laughs> so I was like, perfect. So I like got there 1140. I'm like, I'm, I'm early. It says don't arrive early on the thing, though. So I was like, uh-oh. So I get there in the guy in line. I was like, it said don't arrive early. And he's like, oh, it just means don't get to the front before noon. And I was, and I had to be at the back of the line again and wait another hour and a half to get to the front to hand my little thing out oh. that shows I paid already. And like, okay, yeah. we'll call your name when it's ready. I'm like, why couldn't I have just dropped this off at a little drop-off window? Yeah. That would have been smart. So mm-hmm. basically six and a half hours later plus filling out forms and I have a passport in my hand and I can go. Nice. So it's going to be good. And the picture nice. doesn't suck. Normally, I'm like on my license. I'm like, what did they do? And this one, I'm like, oh, looks like I'm going to like actually murder someone. But <laughs> it's like super hardcore looking picture. Yeah. Like they don't want cool, you to though. smile. On my mm-hmm. last one, I smiled and I was like, I thought they didn't want you to smile on these. So it'll, that's really um, cool, though. Um, yeah. And so your, I got it for 10 years. Your passport number is. <laughs> one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eric pp poo poo one four six pp poo poo four five seven <laughs> if i could choose a random number it'd be pp poo poo uh, <laughs> for sure in there somewhere yeah, 69 420. 69 69 420 <laughs> so funny yeah so, so anyway that's that's what's going on so when this podcast comes out i will be down under as they say with an accent yeah. Which reminds me of the uh, Dumb and Dumber. You've seen Dumb and Dumber, obviously. It's been easily like twenty years. So at the very beginning, he's the <laughs> he's a limo driver, and he jumps okay. to the back, uh-huh. and he sticks his head out, and he's like, Who, "Which one, ma'am? Uh, this is Jim Carrey, okay. Lloyd, Floyd. Yeah. Why did I say Lloyd? It's Floyd. Wait, Floyd Rose. It's Lloyd. Dang it." I'm, I'm getting all confused. I've seen it like 20 times. I don't know. Uh-huh. I have no excuse. So then the lady's like, oh, yeah, it's just down this way. He's asking the way out of the airport, and he's like parked in the like okay, yeah. the way out of the airport. And she's like, oh, down this way. And he's like, oh, that's a lovely accent. Where are you from? And she's like, Austria. He's like, well, good day, mate. Put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> and then he, then he like rolls the window up and gets started and runs to the front, and you can see he's a driver. So it's just yeah. like so stupid. Austria, so Australia. <laughs> So yeah. that just reminded me of it, but such a good yeah. movie. I might watch that on the plane. I just watched it recently, but it's so classic. Cool. Yeah. You know what I feel, I feel weird about is when a movie has like a nudity scene 
and there's okay. you're on a plane, and then there's people <laughs> behind you in rows. Yeah, they're like, look at and this. And I creep. know this happened. <laughs> and you're like, look at this guy watching this. And then the last flight I was on, like from Fresno, there was like kids sitting right back here, mm-hmm. and I was I think I was watching Dumb and Dumber, and there's a scene where she's like it's the headlights that he sees but it's a truck but he's like thinks she's yeah, like she disrobes or something yeah yeah and then i'm just like these kids are lost in their games but i'm like it just feels weird and i know movies that are on the plane have that too but this is on my laptop and i'm like oh great oh great yeah. i feel like eh, it doesn't matter oh it matters no no because i would have later asked you to cut what i was gonna say well yeah don't don't say anything I have to cut later. I already had to edit the last episode when you played that one meme video. But it was oh, because like, of the cursing. Beep, There's beep, cursing beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Yeah, as yes, I was playing it. Beep, yes, beep. And then you say it two times super intensely. And then the dog and then the pig says, yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, as it was playing, I was like, oh, yeah, laced. Eric. Yeah. A lot of work. That's OK. You know, we live and we learn. We do, or we can just start saying these are not censored, and we can put um, listed as um, explicit on there, and we can say anything we want. Great. It's our call. It's not going to change our audience. We'll it it might the... even bring us more people. We'll do it on the next one. Sure, and I next don't really like out. to draw. I don't really swear anyway, so I, yeah. I veggie swear. What does that mean? Veggie swearing. It's like for Adventists, where you're like saying "darn" or "shoot" because it's like what you know what the people mean but they're saying like the fake word and then vegetarian meat is like fake meat so it's like real meat would be swearing fake meat (laughs) is like veggie swearing okay yeah but the thing you didn't do was take the lord's name in vain that was the thing that you got like yeah how uh mouthwash that was soap you'd be yelled at and i remember saying like oh my gosh, or someone like, I would never say that growing up because I knew that if I said gosh, it was saying God in a bad way. Yeah. We were just taught that things were unforgivable sins. So that pretty, I mean, that kept me in line. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Like anything you do is unforgivable. And you're like, well, I'm screwed. No, even no, the idea of that, it could be that it could be so close to an unforgivable sin that, it would be an unforgivable sin. I was just like, gosh, so you guys know how to suck the fun out of a room. They're like, great. They're like, hey, listen, look at this cool music video, mom. And she's like, that is Madonna. Who knows? I'm just making up a scenario. And she's like, well, she's dancing in a yeah. non-Christian she's way. <laughs> and yeah. that is so close to an unforgivable sin. Well, also, there, I was always worried uh, growing up in the, in the Bible studies and different stuff of the unforgivable sin, which was um, grieving the Holy Spirit. I'm like... Mm-hmm. and then there was no explanation as to what that was <laughs> and so they're like uh make sure you don't do it you're like do what they're like it you do not want to <laughs> grieve the holy spirit and i'm like yeah. but what what's the thing that grieves the holy spirit and they're like taking the lord's name in vain could be it and they're like uh-huh <laughs> or or like the bible says like don't um they're like uh the man that calls a man a fool is <clears throat> uh in danger of the fires of hell that's like Jeez. a verse and i'm like yeah. how many worse things has someone been called than a fool by someone else so yeah. i think they were like saying like if you like turn away from god if you're like religious for a while then you do maybe that's grieving but then it's all up to interpretation too someone out there knows email i always us, thought it was like the unforgivable sin is 
I always understood it as um, like making fun of the Holy Spirit or like making it seem that like you were downplaying the the importance of yeah hmm but then is that grieving the oh because it's then if someone's making fun of it's like blasphemy someone yeah. else blasphemy it's basically like being blasphemy. blasphemous yeah blasphemous in general yeah mm-hmm. shoot well that's what i understood all, is, but also we're like, all screwed the community i grew up in locked me in a room once and yelled at me for like 20 minutes straight so you know no they just to say did they yeah did they <laughs> for sure yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> locked you in a room and yelled at you for 20 minutes yeah and they're like you do not come out until you've heard everything we're going to tell you yeah sometime i'll share that story because it's it's i it sounds think insane yeah. yeah sounds good it sounds, it sounds like the right thing to do yeah i wasn't an impressionable teen when this happened so thankfully you know <laughs> It didn't affect me. <laughs> didn't affect I me at all. I didn't need to talk about this in therapy last week. Yeah, I still don't think about it all the time. It's yeah. lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I can't think of, uh, I know it was just really strict. Basically, everything was like, everything seemed so serious. And I'm like, I like to joke around. I yeah. Like to well, keep, I, keep life light. Well, I always think about your river story. How you guys yeah. went down to the river and your friend slipped and then he got, <laughs> got reprimanded by his, by his dad, dad. Yeah. for swimming on the Sabbath. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just like if you want to teach kids to be afraid of a day, that's how you do it. <laughs> you tell them, what are you doing? Are you breathing? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> is that a smile on your face? Are you happy? Yeah. It's, um, it's very um, pharisaical, like Pharisee. Uh, the old oh. le- leaders that were like, you can't. Um, the rules were like, oh, if you spit on the grass on a Sabbath, you're watering the lawn and you're working. So yeah. that was a sin. And then like, um, you don't do dishes. You don't. You don't clean your house on this hard you labor or labor in general. Labor. And I'm like, but if you go out to eat, you're you're making someone else work. So you got to stay at home and leave the dishes dirty till sundown. It's like all. It's literally all the. Um, all the like legalistic rules that are just like I yeah. can't can't do it can't do it. Two things, pharmaceutical is that where um, is that the shop where like they put pills in a thing and you can go buy buy them? Is that a career? A pharmacy, a, Phar- oh. a pharmacy, Pharisu- yeah. pharma- pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical, and then there's pharis- then there's pharmaceutical. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. very pharmaceutical. Two uh, it's a big two sides of a coin. Pharisee like, uh huh. Yeah. And uh, um, if you were trying to go to a pharisaic school, <laughs> uh, pharisaicist, look, look at all these pharisaicists. Yeah, that's when the sun. <laughs> that's when a. That's when the plant gets uh, energy from the sun. That's photosynthesis. Um, <laughs> well, hey, um, what's that? What's that process called when a plant grows? Pharisaicists. <laughs> um, it's a big uh, word. Oh gosh, what was my second thing? It was an actual thing. Two. It wasn't just a joke. Uno, Uno, and Dose. This is Dose. Oh gosh, you were talking about. You just took. You just blasphemed. You what said, did gosh. I say? Oh, according to Adventist, you know. Oh, yeah. this is what I was going to say. The did you hear about that thing uh, where um, I I think it's Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons or something? Jehovah's Witnesses. They're I both think it was real. Mormons. Yep. I think it was Mormons. They both exist. So these kids, th- so you can't have premarital sex, right? Right. Oh, I'm so That's sorry. That's a given. 
Yeah. In oh, most yeah, religions. Well, this, time I, this time I can't be like, hey, was that Dolly's phone? Like, no, Nikki. Sure. Nikki's like, it was me. It's you. It was me. Yeah. Um, so in most religions, it's like you can't have premarital sex or you'll die. God it's gets sinning. mad. It's sinning. Yeah. Yeah. And then your your relationship is doomed to fail because yeah. if you waited, then it would have been a success. But if you don't yeah. wait, it's a failure instantly. Mm-hmm. And you deserve right, just, any you, any maltreatment that your spouse the spouse that we force you to marry um mm-hmm. that does un- unto you you deserve it because your relationship your actions, was sprouted your into early actions. yeah yeah not, right right we say this not to say that you and i agree with it it's you <laughs> it's know the very lovely rules church, that we were brought up with, yes. <clears throat> yeah anyways this is good distracted. this is good okay yeah um these mormon kids i think it was mormons mm-hmm. um so they couldn't they couldn't have premarital sex. So what they were doing was having, they were still, they were making their friends make them have sex. So what? the, their friends would like move their bodies or, or the bed itself. So they weren't moving. So they weren't moving, but their friends they, were in the room. Their friends were in the room, moving them and having That's not cool. <laughs> no everyone agreed to this it was all consensual no no i know it was but it's just like it's so ridiculous so yeah, like just oh, have sex, kids. Oops, oopsie doopsie uh yeah. the bed moved wow that is insane yeah, yeah. crazy well that was yeah there's, should, i've heard of probably... other crazy stories that i won't yeah. maybe go into detail on but they they traded one form for another and said they weren't basically you know yes and it's yeah. like oh well wow this we have to wait on but everything else is open you're like okay i think you're just like making your own rule book now and you may as well throw the rule book out if you're gonna be like all legalistic on it but yeah i mean it's just the um i don't know it's it's interesting the way people try to people or parents or like communities that have um these like leadership quote-unquote leadership mentor whatever mm-hmm. um like the restrictions they try to put on people or young people um yeah or in guilt. in yeah. lieu or not in lieu but like in Laos. presenting it in a like we care for you that's why it's manipulative you know mm-hmm. like you can't like, do hey, this we're, we're gonna this scare for your you. own good yeah yeah well that yeah that's true it's very true yeah and that's where the well there was the mark driscoll stuff in seattle where he was like shaming there was a video that my friend showed me years ago I was like oh yeah this is the pastor at my church and he later came out a lot of scandals with with him as well but he was just like yeah and just you know selling his own book to the church making them buy a ton of copies to make him money things like that fun things Mm -hmm. um but he was like it was a like a dating conference thing and he the boys and boys and girls the kids children the teenagers are sitting together the guys and girls and he's like yelling at the men and telling them they're sinning by holding hands with their girlfriend he's like red in the face screaming and yelling and i was like you like this guy (laughs) he like this is cool it doesn't it doesn't come across as as cool um but yeah those those kinds of things were just just i mean and i understand the principle behind it they're not wanting their kids to get hurt this and that um but then there's then they have these other stories where they have you read about David and his 300 concubines. And then you read, what's a concubine? You're like, oh, well, it's not his wife. It's just a lady he goes and hangs out with. 
And then he had cool. 700 wives. Solomon stays had 700 in wives. Yeah. Stays in with. Yeah, he doesn't hang out. He goes, stays in. He stays so he in. Has, he, so Solomon had 700, uh, 700 wives, 300 concubines. That's 1,000 women. And then after hearing those stories and being like, this was a man of God, then it's like, hey, kids, here's what it is. God planned one person only for you, and this is the way it is. And you're like, yeah. Based on this story you told me, apparently one man took a thousand guys women. But that's cool. That's yeah. cool, I guess. I the older I get, the less I believe in like soulmates. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's like in all jaded. of existence, I me and this other person were bound to like live this one life together here's what i think here's what i think about soulmates i think people luck out and they find someone they really click with when they're young and they become so dependent and just that person becomes so much part of them and their who they are as a person that they feel that it's real that 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 is that important because that does make sense if like there's childhoods or childhood sweethearts or high High school sweethearts I can't even speak high school sweethearts who um, are together and they're like, oh, we married 50 years and it was love at first sight or blah, blah. And all these stories, I'm like, these are these are stories that give you hope. You're like, these are good, like Hollywood <laughs> love story yeah. endings. And then I'm like, I think in those people's minds, it was that. But like, could they have been with someone else? Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Maybe they do exist. Who's to say? And that's why I, I don't like to speak in like who's this? Who's this? Absolute absolutes. Uh, yeah, I don't like to speak in absolutes because there's a good chance that a lot of things exist that I don't know, or that a lot of things that I think are true might be done might be a little different. Mm-hmm. Maybe those Mormon kids have it right. You know. Maybe that's what everyone should be doing. Getting their friends to move the <laughs> move their beds around, just organize. It's more feng shui. Oh, there you. That's what they're doing. The yeah, yeah. They're these kids just the love bed. interior design. <laughs> they just love interior design. It's feng shui. They're, and they're like, "Hey, let's see if this is this bed's in the right position." Oh, help yeah. us out. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah. So it's a feng shui <laughs> team, if you will. There you go. Yeah, the design team. I knew the word. I knew the word started with an F. So I have to say this. This is a this is a joke I wanted to tell all day because I went to Dick's Burgers today, um, and then I walked into the bathroom for a moment to pee, and guess what the bathroom smelled like? Pee. Dick's. <laughs> <laughs> because it smelled like the burger, <laughs> Dick's Burgers. It smelled like the burger yeah. smell. I was like, this would be a great joke, and I'm going to tell Dolly on the podcast, and I'm not going to yeah. edit it because it's not a swear word, and it's the name of a burger place. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I went there so last since, night. We're working our way into the uncensored by yeah by ve- by veggie swearing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I went there last night and it wasn't very good. Oh, I, I hate to hear that because yeah. every time I go, it tastes about the same. Like the 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 plain grilled cheese. I mean, I call it a grilled <laughs> cheese. The plain the plain cheese tastes like a grilled cheese to me. I'm like, is there meat okay. in this? Because the burger is like so it's thin and small, but it tastes so good. The fries were good and the sprite little sprite with it yeah i was going to treat myself after going to uh what felt like the dmv from from down under down under basically any government building i was like i wanted to go do burger master but then i'm like i'm not driving to bellevue i'll just stop at dick's burgers in shoreline on the way or in Edmonds. 
So oh, nice. got it. But what uh, I watched a movie last night and you also went to a play. I went to a and play. I think, yeah. So if uh, tell me what play you went to. I went to Into the Woods. And what no movie way. did that's, you watch? That's I watched Into the Woods. Oh, wow. Is is this the review of Into the Woods episode? I mean, we Perhaps. got there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're halfway through it. But yeah, we, I do want to talk about Into the Woods. Let's do it. And your boy, uh, James Corden, was in it. Yeah. Uh, yep. And you are really, and that's why you haven't seen it yet, right? The movie. No, I did watch the movie. <sighs> This I was like, okay, so I've had, I think I've shared this. I've had like a, a new love for musicals and stuff. Um, <laughs> I was going to say a new love for James Corden. I <laughs> yeah, was like, no. oh, no, okay, he's my soulmate. No, um, yeah. uh, one of my like my first introduction to musicals was 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 or is West Side Story, um, is that and him? Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, Stephen Sondheim did the lyrics for it. Um, oh. and uh steven so i've been going through like sondheim's stuff and he wrote i think he wrote the lyrics and the music for into the woods um so i watched the movie because of that mm-hmm. and didn't look up yeah. the cast not at all and <laughs> just started watching you know it. yeah first frame in then you're like oh my god james corndog yeah, so mad. James, James Corndog is maybe the new name for him from here on out. Because he narrates the whole thing. Yeah. He's the narrator and he's the main guy. And mm. honestly, I have to say I didn't mind him in this. I thought he did a good job. You're my friend. Remember that. <laughs> I do. I do know that. Uh, I was saying my in enemy general, like James Corden is your enemy. Yeah. Oh, wow. So James Corden is not my enemy because I was a big, I did like his performance. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that's why we're friends. You need to not like him, but that's okay. Oh, oh, I oh, see. Oh, where I you're, see. Well, uh, I will say this: I didn't see him landing Emily Blunt as his wife. Sure. Like they needed John Krasinski in there because that's realistic because they are married. <laughs> John Krasinski could, even though his singing wouldn't have been as good as James Corden's, because James Corden can sing. <laughs> I do think it would have been cool to see Jim Halpert in your, the in the tie. Your logic going. is amazing. Jim Halpert out there with the tie, a three hole punch Jim out there doing his thing, like the office version yeah. of what Jim would be with John Krasinski. So. Yeah, remind me who else is in the movie. So we got James, Emily Blunt, we got Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, who did amazing in that. Yeah, role. the witch. I thought she was awesome. Um, and then um, Anna Kendrick. Okay. We're related to Kendrick Lamar. Just kidding. She's a uh, little red. Or who is she? Huh? No. Is she no. a little red or something? Is it Anna Kendrick? She's the she's a singer. I mean, she's in like all these other singing movies. Yeah. What is, is she? Kendrick? Playing? She's yeah. um the she's Cinderella. <laughs> okay. I don't know her last name. I'm I felt like I'm <laughs> I messing it. it up. You got it. No, you got it. Okay. So she's Cinderella. Okay. Um, we have other. There's um this girl who a British actress who's one of the evil stepsisters, and she was in a show called Vexed that I watched, a, a BBC show on this like two seasons of this like detective show. She's she's good. Does she always kind of play like a stepsister? 
No, she played a detective in the other one, but she has like a mousy look to her face, and so does her mom, the lady that plays her mom, who happens who's in this movie, who happened the evil stepmother. She's like 70 right now, and she looks really good for 70. I'm pulling up the cast. She has a mousy she has a mousy face too. There's a lot of mouse faces. She's got a mouse face. And you know who the creepiest Christine Baranski. Yeah. She's the stepmother. Okay. Yeah. Tammy Blanchard is Florinda. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Lucy Punch. She always plays um like a stepsister, evil like girlfriend or Well, um, you gotta watch Vexed. She's a cop. It's cool. Oh, Tracy Oldman. Oh, Tracy Oldman. She plays Jack's mother. And then guess who um and then uh Johnny Johnny Depp. I was going to say Johnny Cash for a moment. That wolf song, creepy AF. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, everything about that character was so disturbing to me. He's talking about like, young little girl, you're so tasty. Like all these weird things. Yeah, trying to eat her. her. Yeah. Yeah. And so one thing that I think they probably didn't do, because there was, I almost rented on accident the 70s one. (laughs) Because two Probably the play recording? Or it's a movie movie. It was a movie, I thought. It was on Apple TV, and I was going to rent it for... But it was like Stephen Sondheim's uh, from the 70s. So Yeah, it was, it was probably the, but the like a cast recording. Okay. Well, the yeah, the Disney one was obviously the new one. So I, I checked out. I was like, okay, this is it. But uh, the moment where... Um, I don't want to ruin it for those who haven't seen it, but it's too late. Where he cuts... Uh, James Corden takes a knife and cuts into the wolf's stomach because he hears the cries of the little red riding hood and the grandma. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly they're like not covered in like disgusting, like stomach juice (laughs) or like whatever, you know, stomach acid. And and it's like the wolf ate them, but the wolf was so huge that they fit in perfectly inside his stomach. And then the visualization was cool where she falls in the stomach and it's these like rippling, like, um sheets of like red and she sees her grandma over there and it's like in the stomach and then a light comes in and then they're taking out of the wolf's stomach i was just like it just didn't seem it's like obviously very fairy tale but i'm mm-hmm. like it was almost too far i'm like she would be in bits and pieces <laughs> she wouldn't i was like she definitely got eaten and so the grandma like you can't have them just show back up and be there but yeah. i like that they did and it kind of made it like for kids like hey the good people did survive yeah but Johnny Depp was definitely, he did a good job, but I think just the writing of that song was creepy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I loved the line that Meryl, because Meryl Streep, who's the evil, the witch, she um, uh, is really haggard looking in the beginning. And then when she gets like all these things from the woods, she becomes young again and looks like beautiful and like she has an age a day kind of thing. I don't know if they digitized or just she's naturally looks like that anyway. She usually looks good. They just did her up to have crazy hair and all this other stuff. So I was like, yeah. if I if I could have curly hair naturally, I'd want the hair that they gave her when she looked cooler. It was like, <laughs> like nice. little waves and it was cool. She hides, uh, what's her name, Rapunzel up in the tower who happens to be, remember where they said like, to James Corden, they mixed all the basic. They mixed all the fairy tales together. Yeah, basically. it's uh, this the like a quick premise. So, the Into the Woods is about um, like a handful of Grimm's fairy tales, uh, fairy tale all stories all one. together. So we have Jack and Beanstalk. We have Rapunzel, Cinderella. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
a witch, like Snow White, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then like a baker and his wife. Um, so and they're kind of the central story. characters. Yeah, the baker and the wife are the central characters that are trying to have a baby, but they live next to a witch who, long ago, cursed um the baker's family to be barren um so they go on this quest to um collect these things for the witch so that she can uh remove the curse they don't know they don't know what she wants them for but it just so happens that everyone's in the woods and they have one thing that the other that the witch wants and Mm -hmm. i like the metaphors uh with it because the woods were like the world and everyone's scared to go out in the world. And so it's like this bigger metaphor for like, it's not safe out in the woods or this mm-hmm. or that. And, and people getting lost in the woods. And all this. So it's like, you've lost your way. And it's all like, apparently everyone lives on the edge of these, this scary place. And they all have to go through the scary place to get to anywhere else that they want to be. So it is kind of like a big metaphor for life too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think of the And movie? there was a line. There, I really liked it. I and what was funny is it, uh, there was a line by Meryl Streep that I really liked, um, but towards the end, where she said like, "Children are ones you love, and then they leave you," <laughs> and then yeah. it's like so sad. But she's like just like kind of even though she didn't want to lose Rapunzel, she was gonna like do everything to make Rapunzel's life terrible to like have to be isolated on her own. She wanted to control her and keep her there. But she still was like sad when Rapunzel left, basically. So yeah. it was watch, watching it. I was like, why are these songs so familiar? Because I'm like, there are giants in the sky and all this stuff. I've, I was like, I've heard these exact songs, but I know I haven't seen this movie. Yeah. And then I remembered that I filmed a theatrical production of songs from this at the oh. at the Issaquah Theater. So there was um, a financial group I filmed for once in a while, and they had like um, basically a client event where they they donate to the Issaquah Theater too. So the people that performed Into the Woods a few years ago at the Issaquah Theater came and sung the songs, these different songs and scenes without doing a lot of acting, but a little bit, and were dressed like not as a wolf and stuff, but just they sung these songs from the movie. And I was like, Oh, I know exactly. I was like, I'm going to hear some, some of, so of these were like, Oh, I know that song. I know this song. I've heard this before because I edited it together and with multiple cameras and did all this stuff. So before I'd even seen it, I heard the songs. Nice. So I saw kind of a theater. I kind of saw a theatrical production. You saw the real thing. Fifth Avenue theater is amazing. So yeah. you got to tell me what you, your thoughts were on, on that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was my first, uh, like, theater setting play program uh, that I've been that to. That you've ever gone to. A yeah. big one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. I sat on the main floor, uh, maybe, like, eight rows from the orchestra pit. It was really nice. It was really that great. That close. Wow. Like, immersed. Yeah. Um, it was r- the... Uh, stage design was very impressive um like i didn't know what to expect and like every uh it's well i i don't know why i didn't think this was how it was done i thought like when a musical is put on like all other uh reiterations of it are 
will either be like similar um as far as stage mm-hmm. design and stuff um but this one was different and i liked it um like whether or not that's you mean the case like that... it's different it's different with different tours or the different cities uh no i think it's with different tours um maybe i don't know i have no idea mm-hmm. but like um they used led uh like wands or like just long throws of led um like pillars to signify like the magic stuff happening and different things like that no it was the like most of the backdrop um so they were in configurations of like um do you remember the title sequence of west side story um at the beginning where it's like lines of where it's it just looks like lines and you're like what is this and then as the song oh, progresses yeah. it's the yeah. cityscape the old old one yeah the old yeah one. it took forever to zoom out and show the whole city you're like what am i looking at yeah it had that vibe like that and um alfred hitchcock's title sequences like uh north by northwest like stuff that's very oh, yeah. um stylized i guess Mm-hmm. Um, and those would change colors depending on the song or the action sequence. Um, and they'd also like shift. So they'd go up or come down um, for certain parts. Um, and then a bulk of the stage um, look like, have you ever gone to like a volleyball game and the, this is not me th- trying to throw shade. This is just the best I can describe it. Um, I have been to a volleyball game and it's not a shame, shameful thing. Totally cool. Yeah. The, uh, no, not that I'm talking about the, <laughs> know, how I'm describing know, the stage. Um, the ref, you know where the referee stands? It's like an elevated, like ladder yeah. thing, like perch. It was a bunch of those, um, like at the center. So like you could go up one oh. and then there was another one attached. So you could walk what do you mean across you it. You could go up one. Other people, the could people. on stage. Yeah. You as in the actors. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's just a bunch of them. Um, Where they, did they look like safe? It's like a board on top of like a seat and you're like, yeah, they were across. giant. It's, they weren't okay. these volleyball things. It was like that. It was like, there's a whole bunch of yeah. steps and then there was a perch that could connect to another one or to a railway, like a walkway um, for the actors to oh, nice. act okay. around. Um, and then there was like some, some major like props that were brought in for like, like when we saw the castle for Cinderella, it was like a giant throne. Yeah. Um, the white cow was a, um, it was like a wood cow on rollers so they mm-hmm. dragged the they dragged the cow from one end of the stage to the other. Um, Probably uh, a lot easier than having a live cow. Yeah. <laughs> just we get we don't know where it wants to go, and it's like moo, it doesn't want to move, and they're yanking it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was it was really good. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, it was. You I said you were crying the whole time. Cried a from lot. The start. Cried a lot. Yeah, from the first number. But I it was crying. before it started, right? Oh, when the no. song started. Yeah, when the song started, I started crying. Um, And I cried for a bunch of different reasons. Like, the first was just, like, like hearing Sondheim's work in person, I guess. Yeah. Did it for me the first time, where I was just like, this is insane. Like, this person, this man. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, created this beautiful piece of music that 
people here for like years, decades to come. Um, Mm -hmm. And just being so, so close to the orchestra was insane. Oh yeah. You're like, you're in the orchestra pit almost being eight seats away. Yeah. Those had to be some cha-ching, cha-ching tickets. No, they were really affordable. Um, is it well, it was the number that so we were talking about. Stage? It was the number we were talking oh, yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they had cheaper ones. Yeah, but they everything from like middle mezzanine up was sold out. Yeah, um, so I mean, if you buy the nosebleed, you're like you're so far away. I mean, being yeah. down there is awesome. Mm-hmm. Anytime, I think. Well, I mean, it was the Paramount, right? No, wait, the Fifth no, Avenue. No, Fifth Avenue. Never mind. I've been to Fifth Avenue for something there was one i saw there it wasn't les miserables i saw les miserables in france it's coming back what in Shut france up. in french in yeah. french when i was on in a, french in french in french in france french french <laughs> it was french as you would combine them two yeah and so we didn't yeah. understand a thing that was happening i mean you understand the story but the songs are beautiful but it's all in french um, oh. And it was like on a tour with school. Yeah. No, it actually sounded really nice, so uh, but it was impressive. Yeah, yeah it is. But <laughs> so I'm not cutting any of that. I'm not cutting any yeah. of it. It's because we're like, this is, let, let me clarify that this is what a couple of idiot Americans sound like trying to speak French, not what a real yeah. French person sounds like. That's why we're doing it because it just sounds, we can't really do it. Because we know we sound like idiots. We, that's <clears throat> yeah, the joke. We're that's the idiots. Yeah. And I didn't say fool because I don't want to be. Um, right. We don't want to be cur- internal cursed flames by Jesus. Forever, forever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but just going, I've only been to a couple, but it's such a moving experience to, to actually yeah. be there and see it. It's, did, it's coming did back. They, uh, change, did they change the plot? at all on this one on into the woods no i well that i don't know i don't think so um because it's uh, so watching them watching the movie it's been a while since i watched it, it was maybe like okay. eight months ago or something um well so this is there's there's a scene that i'm curious how they did it and in, in the play okay so there's a scene where chris pine who's also mm-hmm. we didn't mention him he's the like prince, prince charming prince. Yeah. Prance, similar to France. Prance. He prances. He's from France's. Um, so he he's in the woods and Emily Blunt stumbles upon where he is. And then he like kind of falls in love with Emily Blunt for a moment in the movie, which is weird. And she's like, oh, the princess is me. Like, but I have a husband and a baker. But then they kind of make out for a second or whatever else. And then like he leaves and then the giant who we left a part out that a giant comes out of the sky and Jack cuts the beanstalk down. Somehow it's huge and he's using an ax and the giant falls and mm-hmm. dies. So the wife um, comes down from another beanstalk that gets planted and is out to get Jack who killed her husband. So yeah. she, you feel bad for her, but then at the same time you're like, she's destroying everything. She's got to go. But at the same time you feel bad. So she shows up and then, she, then they said they find the scarf at the bottom of a cliff. And I was like, I didn't see Emily Blunt fall down a cliff in the movie. I don't think it's just like assumed that like the giant like stepped and broke the ground maybe or something. And then so like, how do they have Emily Blunt's character taken out in the in the play? OK, so in the play, they actually do hook up. They hook up in the woods 
Uh, the prince. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, the prince term. and the baker's wife are are not married, so it's are not married. Pre- uh, well, it is marital. She's married. Just, it's out of marriage. It's out of. It's out of because they're, they're both out. married to other people. Yeah. yeah, they're stepping around town. Yeah, not um, good. They're they're cruising around the woods. If you sure okay yeah so um and they she's like oh am I gonna see you again are we gonna do this again and he goes no this is just a one time thing um mm-hmm. and then she. She goes off because she here like she's trying to get find her way back to uh, Cinderella because Cinderella um, has the baby. Yeah, she's trying to get back to the baker, Cinderella and Jack. Um, But the ogre or the giant kills her, steps on her or a tree falls or something. And they end up. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe yeah. she, the, the step happened because I was like at the bottom of a cliff. That's where Jack said he found it. Yeah. The, the kid. But, but what dies. was weird to me, they're always like, hey, why? They're like, let's go opposite directions and find Jack. And then if they would have stayed together, none of that would have happened. Think about that. Yeah. If they, they would have separated and gone different directions okay to find Jack. Yeah. None of, the, none of it would have happened. None yeah, of that would have happened. And then he walks away and leaves his own kid in the movie until his dad's classic dad comes back and tells him, Hey, you don't want to do what I did to you. And the reason you hate me, he's like, Oh yeah, you're right. I was like, he he didn't figure that out before. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm out of here. Peace out. So it's like sins of the father kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they kind of allude to that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know how, um, I don't know if it was like reimagined or it got, it stuck to the original script, um, but it was really good. Um, trying to think. And you'd you'd uh, now now you're kind of you already love musicals, but now you might want to go to more in person because you've seen yeah. so many. I, like, yeah, in the middle of the performance, I was like, "Wow, this is it!" I was like, "I'm I don't think I can ever not come to a musical." Right. Yeah. Be going. You should get season passes to Fifth Avenue. You can go to every single production. I I have to. I want to sit at different spots in the theater because oh, so you don't I want just to check it pass. out. I don't know yet. So I saw Hair. That's what I saw at Fifth Avenue. Was Hair? You know, I don't really care for Hair. Care for Hair? No. Oh wait, no. Hair. Sorry. Hair was at the Paramount because we had mimosas. <laughs> Or I had a, they had mimosas and I had, I was with my wife at the time, her mom mm-hmm. and their friend who had season passes, The th- my wife, third r- row <laughs> from the front on the right. Yeah. And, and I got a screwdriver at breakfast cause they were getting mimosas. I'm like, okay, can I get that thing where there's orange juice and vodka? They're like, oh, a screwdriver. And I was like, that's my first time I learned the right term for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, that was good once. I'll have that. Um, and then hair was like an anti, like anti-Vietnam. 70s kind of vibe thing a lot of nudity so i was like okay Okay. halftime very nice it's gonna be a lot and it was like full frontal uh men and women so they keep the playing field equal across the board but i was like it just it was like the songs were there were some good songs in there and stuff too but i think the one i saw at fifth avenue one of them i saw was wicked wicked was awesome i haven't seen it i want to 
I really want to yeah, see. Yeah, Defying Gravity is still one of the uh, uh, Beelzebub. <laughs> the devil but uh there's there's a there's a say one uh, more time and he'll appear in our bls bls no no i won't do uh what what's her name it's alphaba alphaba or alphaba yeah galinda galinda yeah so the witch's names are almost sounds like beelzebub but uh she's one of them singing like defying gravity in that song she's like on wires floating up and oh alphaba yeah it sounds yeah. like the alphabet and then she's just like blasting the note and it's like perfect tune and she's like soaring in the air i'm like how is she staying in tune and singing yeah. like 40 feet above us in the air and then There's... people on the upper deck were like looking right at her have i sent you this video of um it's uh it's adina menzel who um a de- a first played uh alphaba well, mm-hmm. here's a oh. fun here's a fun fact. Um, so the role of Alphaba was written for um, Stephanie J. Block, who had a conflict in her schedule, and so uh, Adina Menzel became the first Alphaba. You said Stephanie. Um, what's her name? J. Block. Um, oh, she's currently the baker's wife on Broadway in Into the oh. Woods with her dude. You know who... Here's the thing. Now, full circle, her husband plays the baker. There, you got it now. You got it, babe. She's in it now. She's in it. Stephanie J. Block. Yeah. Oh, and her hus- actual husband plays the her baker. Actual... And so yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, this is what John Krasinski should have been in that movie. There you go. So and she actually looks like Carrie Fisher a little bit. She looks like Cher. Oh, because she was Cher. She played Cher on in a musical. Did um, she really? Yeah. Doesn't so, she look like to... the Star Wars girl? A little bit. Daisy? No, Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Am no. I saying her name wrong? Huh? Car- <laughs> Carrie Fisher from Star Wars. Carrie Fisher. She does not look like Carrie Fisher. A little bit. Her hair. No, no. And her face. No. Mostly her face and her hair. No. Yeah. The young, Carrie Fisher young has Princess a round face. Leia. Yeah, but but no, I mean, it's oh it's oh because she's brunette. Yeah, you're right. They look exactly alike because they're brunettes. You're um, right. The round, it's a different style face, but I, the eyes. I'm, I'm looking at the eyes and the hair, and I could see a, her portraying a Princess Leia. Is all I'm, I'm saying. Not, I guess I'm not going to let you fight me. So okay, um, no, I'm not going to fight you. You win. So Dina Menzel. Where was I even going with uh-huh. this? Uh, well, you were you were saying it's full circle because now, oh, I see. Adina, Adina Menzel played uh, Beelzebub. Yes, yeah, she okay. played Alphaba, and I I don't know what else I was going to say, but it was originally written for the other girl, but she was had another thing, and so she yeah, fil- she but got th- it. no, that was all in real time. That was me connecting the dots. Um, that was not what I had. That was me to learning it though. So I yeah. connected the dots after you connected the dots. The <laughs> yeah. dots have been connected. Um, and now they're disconnected. Oh, okay. So I think I think I want to see plays. I mean, I'm going to in person now, musicals, all of that um, yep. in a theater setting. Because like the Disney stuff is always so washed of other things. Like I've seen Hairspray the movie and no point where people naked. And hairspray. Oh, no, not hairspray. Hair. 
Oh, see. So hairspray is different than hair. Yeah. So hair, I think, I think hair is the musical. I'm going to check it out. This is for those, not that people can't find things elsewhere, but I'm going to look up hair real quick and see what it, like back in the theater days, this was hair, the musical. That makes sense. Hair musical. Yeah. The American tribal love rock musical is a rock musical with a book and lyrics by Jerome Regney and James Ratto and music. Okay. Why is Hair the Musical so controversial? You want to know? I'll so tell they're you. naked. Uh, that too, probably. The musical Hair was written by a controversial to shock traditional theater goers with its frank depiction of drug use, nudity, and sexuality, and with its gleeful use of obscene language also. So it's really just like not the thing that our parents would let us watch when we were kids kind of thing. So it's hey, the opposite I- of all the others. My mom still wouldn't let me watch it, probably. Yeah, well, I mean, now you can watch it on your own. But I honestly, I was just going because they had tickets. I wasn't like, I got to go see hair. Um, and I think that the coolest was um, Les Miserables. And it would be cool to see that here. So I will go to the Fifth Avenue and watch Les Miserables in English because I'll get Let's more do of it. it. Yeah. I made my mom watch the movie. Um, the movie was good. She liked it. If Liam Neeson is on the th- the Broadway one, that would be great. Just so I don't have to like separate the two worlds; they can be merged. So if he can, I know he's a lot older now, and he's done like all the Taken movies. But if he could do oh, that, oh, he said in French. That's why huh? he was in. He was in French. French. He was I in mean, the. He speaks in French. No. He why are you connecting him to Les Misérables? Because he's in the movie. He's no, in the he's movie not. Les Misérables. Yeah, Liam Neeson is the the guy in the movie. Is okay. he not? Miserables. No, that's freaking dude. No, that's uh Russell. Crow. Uh, no, freaking I'm thinking of the old one. Russell oh, Crowe. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and Dang. Huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> that was 2012. No, the 1998 movie. My bad. That's Liam Neeson. I knew I wasn't crazy. Oh, thank goodness. I will, yeah. I'm the I'm old school. This was '90s. This was the '90s, Dolly. 1998. <laughs> Les Miserables. Yeah, tell me about Green you Day. Know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know who else was in it? Claire Danes, Leo DiCaprio. No, just kidding. Not Leo DiCaprio. Uma Thurman and uh, Jeffrey play? Rush. That sounds Claire like a Danes. terrible movie. Are you kidding? That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't right want to hear any of those people sing. No, it's not about them singing. They're acting. They don't sing in Les Miserables. This one's all acting. No, just kidding. It Stop. is singing. But <laughs> <laughs> listen, if Bill, the director was Tell Bill, me. Billy, Billy August, anything Billy August does, solid gold. I can't name another thing he's done, but let me click on his IMDb and I'll tell you right now. Great. Thank um, you. He did The House of Spirits, obviously a hit. Insane for Martin. Yeah, obviously a hit. Oh, The Fortunate Man. Um, wow. Just wow. random words strung together. Oh, the adventures of young Indiana Jones sold. <laughs> That's good. Um, no, the movie is good. Liam Neeson. And I, I like Liam Neeson, so he's good and stuff, but yeah, the other one was Hugh Jackman and Oh, what did you, what did you, okay. Last, uh, here's a question on another musical. Did okay. you see the greatest showman by chance? The I movie? did the movie. Did you like it? 
no. It's not a loaded question. I thought there were some cool, it was pretty cool. I saw it with my aunt and uncle, so I might have been impartial to the experience. It was fun going with them and seeing a movie. There but were I parts of it, it that I liked. Songs. I'm also confusing it with Les Miserables, I think. Uh, because huge, oh, yeah, that's because huge... So what you should do is watch the Liam Neeson one, and then it'll be less confusing. Um, I won't do either of that. You're not going to watch one none of it. No. Well, this was Probably pre-autotune. Not. I mean, they had autotune in the late 90s, but then this means that people really had to sing. The new ones, it's like their voices are tuned beyond anything to get to sound great. So it's like you actually hear them singing. And I didn't think Russell Crowe was great. No, but you got through it. It was manageable. It was, yeah. Um, I didn't like From Now On in uh, The Greatest Showman. Oh, I don't remember the songs. I don't remember um, all of them. Was it, it's was like it the big, it's, big the, it's the big one that came out of it. The one that was playing on the radio occasionally yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I don't like that. I also, I don't like that genre of music. The like. Clown uh, music? The like. Um, <laughs> no, I prefer clown music to this. Um, the oh, like. Uh, circus music. Oh, gosh. It's like uh, early. Dixieland. Uh, it's uh, like early 2010s pop folk where it's like jangly guitar, a kick drum, and a lot, lots of claps, lots of gang claps. Uh, I don't like, like that. Oh, brother, where, oh, brother, where art, art thou? Kind of no, stuff. No, worse. No, because that's like, um, that's like blues and. Um, it was. That was really good. Like bluegrass I was, I know stuff. what you're talking about. You're talking about that band that has like, it was not your really if this up this time you know yeah, what i'm yeah. talking about yeah and they're just like they have a kick drum and it's like no not a real like, full kick like yeah that. and like a tambourine the tambourine on jig. the floor yeah right of course oh, it is because that's just like what it. you do when you gotta when you don't have a drummer you know, yeah when you gotta play all the parts because no one likes your music and you can't have people join your band i get it <laughs> so it's just not your style it's not your style yeah yeah yeah. Well, there was what what that movie did for me was made me look up uh, P. T. Barnum and learn about and like read his like Wikipedia or IMDb. Not IMDb because this guy didn't act, but you know what? Read like his history a little bit. Now that's what I like about these movies that bring out stories of real people, even though they like add sensationalize it and change it some. You do get to like get a sense of who the people were, and it's like they're from like the early 1900s. You're like, wow. They really took a chance, and um, maybe I should take that kind of chance. Who Start played his wife in the movie? Uh, Michelle um, he, Williams. Geller. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, Michelle Williams. I told you the story about my dad meeting her when she when it worked. My dad really? worked with her dad as a stock trader in Portland years ago, and she was like a little girl, and he was like, he's like, oh, yeah, little Michelle Williams <laughs> is what he, he would say. And he Michelle? was like, Michelle Williams, because her dad was uh, it's probably French, yeah. <laughs> I need to find, I need to find, like, her, like, not just, like, her history, you know, like, who are her parents? Paige Go Williams to Wikipedia. Oh, Carla doesn't show her dad that's weird oh larry williams that's it he's on there he's on the list so yeah my dad met her when she wasn't famous that's kind of cool oh, wow. so yeah th- that movie i did kind of like because my aunt and uncle in fresno we went to it and that was one of our last hangouts besides this last one we just just did so that was a good time going to the theater and hanging out and getting some popcorn and i was like sometimes it's about the experience and then the movie 
I haven't seen since. Yeah. I will tell you the one I did. There's a part of the experience that I did hate. And that was. Oh, the theater experience? Yeah. 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 And that was sitting next to a person who just like chatted the whole time. Who like the second I sat down, they were like. To you? Yeah. Um, they, I'm not, not during the, oh, oh no, no, not during, during the play. They were talking to their spouse the whole time, like leaning over and like, just being like, I love this part. Yeah. Hey honey, uh, remember we got to pick up butter at the grocery store tonight. Um, (laughs) um, the stuff you could write down. Yeah. Put on a note. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, this is a, I'm going to sum up this person. And it's not fair, but they don't, they're not on this podcast. So they're the type of person that, um, like needs to include everyone in what they're doing. So like I sat down and they were talking to their partner about like, like worried about parking, like worried about how to get to parking after the show was done when like it literally hasn't started yet. Like, hey, but we should really leave during the last song. So yeah, we just being like about get, getting out of the house. Um, no, this is just full volume because it hasn't started yet. So like everyone's getting to their seats. We're all just hanging out, and she's like this. She's talking at the top of her voice, um, and and turns to me and goes, "Do you know if those fire exits, or do you know if those exits lead to the parking garage?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't." I was like, "I don't. I don't know." And she was like, "You don't know." And I was like, no, this is my first time at this theater. And she goes, oh, okay. She's like, I work for the theater. Um, and when she, she said that, I was like, you don't know? Theater? You work for the theater and you don't know the the escapes? She works for this the-, the Fifth Avenue Theater? Yeah. And I was like, you don't know what you're doing? How am I going to know? You and know then- what? I think your seats were in a VIP section of people that were so close they're like obviously anyone sitting this close knows this place and has been here a bunch she probably no, assumed no based way. on your seat selection no no way and like uh anyone one that of sits the... eight rows from the orchestra pit obviously knows the theater exits yeah um and then like one of the attendants like walked by and the person next to me goes like turns to their spouse and goes oh they're so and so um I'm going to, should we ask them about how to get to the parking garage from here? Like if those exits, because look, there's two, there's one exit on the left down there. There's one exit on the right down there. But also you remember, Hey honey, you remember when we came through the lobby and we saw those, um, right. We came through the lobby and we, and we saw right when you go past those, I was like, lady, <laughs> what is you the guy stop. is the guy just is the guy silent because he's yeah. probably like i can't handle this i'm just gonna let her talk and yeah. then i'm gonna sit here and then um because how, how else would they have gotten in did was she blindfolded it was a surprise <laughs> and then she doesn't yeah. know how she left he's like okay i'm blindfolding you from the car we're gonna walk out here we're like i feel like we're in an elevator what's going on <laughs> and they get there and then they walk into the front door and then yeah. so she literally doesn't know how to get back to the car <laughs> that's the only logical explanation to why someone would be that emphatic on it and then um we so i tell her that um this is my first time at the theater and she goes oh yeah so i've been working here um and uh, yeah, it's a really great facility. You know, I'm really thankful that we um, 
that with the pandemic and at all and all it's been like a very long time since anyone's been able to participate and you know that really does that takes a toll on people um not being part of the arts so i'm really thankful that we all get this opportunity to come back and see the show and mm-hmm. i'm like yeah yeah yep um you, you and- just the one word <laughs> answer is all the same like yeah yep. uh, yeah uh-huh. for sure yeah uh-huh. and she goes um I was like, actually, yeah, this is my first time seeing a play. And uh, she goes, oh, she was like, oh, how fun. She was like, yeah, I've I've come to the theater a lot. She was like, "Um, yeah, I come here so much. I've been here all the time, just all the time I've been here. (laughs) So she I think she just likes to talk and likes to say things on repeat. Yeah. And I go, oh, what was your first? The point's uh, already been made. Yeah. And. And I, I did it to myself. I asked her what was her first play, and I can't remember what she saw. But she was like, it was such a moving experience for me. And I was like, great. <laughs> and then the play mm-hmm. started, musical started, and then intermission. Um, some people just straight up left. Um, and Didn't come back? Didn't come back. And sh- the people are talking in the row behind us like everyone's kind of standing up stretching whatever um and the people behind us start talking and she turns around and she goes do you guys know about the parking again she goes do you guys know if uh like how to get to the parking garage do you know if this facility is connected to that and they're and and they're like no it's actually not you gotta uh da 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 whatever go out the go out the way you came in and go around like everyone she's like oh darn and they go, actually, we have a free parking pass and like hands are a parking pass to j- so that they don't have to pay later. And and they continue talking. And I'm just like, how is it that this lady just like inserts herself? So, she's so focused on just that one aspect that she's probably taken the joy out of just experiencing the play. Yeah. And, and she like, was- so some people want to know their next step all the time they want mm-hmm. to like be at the next be like okay so what's happening next am i planning on this am i doing this okay if i go here they're going to do this what am i going to do there uh i have two ways i can take this so i'm going to go at the front you know so it's yeah. just and there was there was still it like seems an like hour that kind of brain yeah, yeah 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 um and so i'm overhearing this and i hear that there's still like an hour left of this musical um and then uh we like turn back around or they turn back around or whatever. Um, and she goes, Oh, I'm really thirsty. Hey, hun, should we go get drinks? And he's like, Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm fine. Um, and she goes, I'm really thirsty. We got to go get a drink. She's like, will you go get a drink for me? And he's like, I think we can make it through. It's just an hour. She goes, I am really like <laughs> just harping on so, getting up. And so getting she a wants drink. him to go get it instead of her go get, go yeah. get it. And then she finally leaves and she comes back. And then it and he begins. stays. He stays. He 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 stood his ground. Good for <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I don't feel like getting up. I'm not thirsty. If you want to get a drink, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, she comes back. The play, the musical continues. The second the musical ended, I got up and left. I was like, there's no way you're gonna wrap me up into like another thing. Like, I don't want to hear your opinion about it. I don't want and you then to. The like, alarm. <laughs> In the distance as you walk off, the alarm for the fire exit goes off and she's standing there looking over, <laughs> trying to <laughs> see trying what happened. Yeah, trying to and exit the... Like, Ma'am, step back from the door. <laughs> it's fire exit only. 
yeah a woman gets arrested and (laughs) i can't believe that yeah i mean those are the people i feel bad for i'm just like hopefully your whole life isn't like that because that's a stressful way to live you're gonna sit there and like be if something doesn't go the way you planned you're probably blood pressure through the roof like stressed anxiety like it's not a so it's tightly wound too but stuff like that makes me laugh so hard yeah. i'm just like oh, you're it, you're neurotic in the areas that i am not because like we all have our things yeah true like i sit here with this little edmonds washington uh little cup seahorse cup um what is it coaster? Uh, coaster and yeah and i move it around a little bit till it's right on the line of the grain of the bamboo so I'll like move it a couple of times. I'm like, and it doesn't, it barely moves. It might yeah. be slightly crooked. It's not a big deal. But I'm like, choo, choo, choo. and then I'm like, cool. So that's my little thing. And I set my water bottle on it, yeah. but I'm like, I'm not sitting at the theater trying to find an, <laughs> I, I want to, and I sometimes will sit through the credits on a movie just to like hear the music. So that's what I did on into the woods. Nice. I actually like Henry, Henry or cat came up and it's like nice, soft symphony music and, and cats and dogs can enjoy sound and stuff too and music and he's you know they're not like deaf music for the dogs music for the dogs so he so he's a cat but it was music for him so so i moved my computer chair over because i'm watching on this computer i moved the chair over there by the drum set and then he jumps up on there and like curls up and sleeps for most of the movie and is like enjoying it and then he comes over towards the end and rolls out on the floor and wants to get pet and sits there while the symphony music's playing at the end until because it's nice and calm right the credits then they go to this like chaotic (laughs) symphony song halfway through the credits and he starts to gets and leaves he's like nope because it was like nice and relaxed he's like stretched out and it's like and he's like looking around he's like i'm out of (laughs) here so it just and i was already feeling i was like i'm not gonna watch the rest of these credits music makes a big difference so the the softer stuff was nice yeah i liked it i loved all the music i thought it was so good yeah. yeah, well, it's awesome you got your first theater experience, and we will see Les Miserables, and I yeah, will we not be going to not be going to Australia when it's playing, so I'll be able to go. Great, and we should go to Sweeney Todd Planet because that's also done by. I don't want to see Sweeney Todd. We got to watch it. I can't. It's too dark for me. Deal. He's We're like watching the it. Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Yeah, I know it from uh, from The Office when Andy plays it on The Office. He's like. Sweet, and then his cell phone's going off on the office episode, and he's like, "Who silenced that small bird that's chirping?" He's like, "It must be my bird, sir." And he pulls it out of his pocket, and he's on stage, and the other guy's like, I "Can't believe like his phone's ringing." <laughs> Someone's like trying to reach him, and then Michael Scott drops the wine bottle he snuck in, and it rolls down every row and clinks. <laughs> and the one actor is just like beyond annoyed and pissed and then at the very end i don't know if you've seen this episode or not oh, but it's at the very end yeah michael michael's everyone's cheering for the like villain guy and then sweet sweetie todd and then michael's like boo boo and it's not that big a theater and so in the lobby <laughs> they're hanging out and the guy walks by and he's like nice job man he's like i saw you booing me <laughs> And it's just so funny. So that episode's great. So, but I don't know. I mean, I understand like, so I, I can't like, I don't like ever 
all the work of an artist if it gets dark. I'm trying to phrase this right. Like, I think you could like, you'd want to watch everything he, the guy's done. Yeah. It depends. I want to know the subject matter before I see it. So I may not watch Sweeney Todd, but I will see the other one for sure. I'll illegally record it and make you watch it. Sure. I mean, I'm sure it's great. (laughs) It is. I mean, it's not like real cutting. I mean, I might change my mind. Maybe it's for on Halloween. It's a good time to go. And it wouldn't be like they're using real blood. They're not cutting people's throats open. That's what I'd be interested in seeing. Because like I watched the movie recently, too. Um, with how they portray it I, the movie is going to be like gory and i would yeah. rather maybe actually honestly I'd, i probably would see a play because i think it's going to be done with like red um like ribbons. handkerchiefs or something yeah. yeah and that's like a lot more easier to take than blood splattering the screen or something yeah so cool well i think uh i think now we might be theater people yeah i've gone to a, it is fun sure. every time i go heart sold yeah and movie theaters are still cool i want to go to more yeah. of those too Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a movie. No, I haven't. So the Oscars are coming up real soon. Oh, shoot. March 12th is the Oscars. Um, and I, I don't think I've seen anything that's been nominated. So I've got. You might need to go before that so you can do. have some sense of what's happening. Yeah. Just go yeah. to the theater about four times in the next two weeks. Yeah. Deal. Twice a week. I think you can pull it off. I can do it. I love. Yeah. I love going to theaters alone i do too i actually really love it and you're not being sarcastic i'm right? not being sarcastic like, at all no i think it's awesome <clears throat> yeah because then and i went to i saw the whole nine yards or whole 10 yards in high school snuck at, i left school early um i think it was the whole nine yards actually because bruce willis in his heyday um and i was the only one in the theater because it was like a matinee and I was like, this is weird. And I was like, my own personal movie. Maybe one person came in halfway through and sat in the back. Yeah. But pretty cool to have a screen like that. And that. Mm-hmm. so I need to get back into going to matinees. Super fun. Yeah. Matinees. So Great. into the woods. Into the and woods. I want to call this episode Over the River da, 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 da. and and Through the Woods. Or Over the River and Into the Woods. Maybe. Or another name from that we said earlier. We said like something at the beginning that sounded funny too but we'll see it's gonna get a title so thanks for joining um, us for episode st- oh, what was it? i don't remember it was something like garbage people but it wasn't garbage people <laughs> it was um <laughs> it oh, was uh, about uh, uh the french stuff no no it was early <laughs> it was early on no i don't know Certain when I'm editing these, certain words just hit me, and I'm like, "That's it," and I type it out <laughs> like that's the title, <laughs> like "Bone Snatchers" or whatever. You know, yeah. I don't know it'll be good. Either way, See it's gonna ya. be good. This is episode 108 of Shooting to Breeze. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. And I will sound normal, not yeah. so, not so down in the in the dumps. A dump boy. A dump boy is probably a good dump boy. Dump boy. That's dump the name. Boy. Oh, dump or duck. Dump. Oh, dumb boy. This is the name of this episode is dumb, dumb boy now. Dumb boy.